Hello and welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast, the show that will help you transform your relationship by first transforming you. My name is Hannah and I'm a relationship anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator, but I've also come out of the other side of relationship anxiety myself. Now that I'm looking through a lens of clarity, I am here to help you experience deep love and connection, not only with your partner, but in every area of your beautiful life. Welcome back to the Fearless in Love podcast, our very first episode after Christmas and our last episode of 2023. I find that so crazy that 2023 is already over and we're going into a new year. I feel like at the same time, it feels both like this year has flown by and I'm like, wow, I have gone so far this year. So much has happened. I I don't even recognize where I was last year. I feel like last year, December, Hannah was a completely different girl and Not in a way that I'm like, who is she? But she was really struggling. And it's so crazy to look back at how far you can come within one year. Just one year. Because trust me, if I can do it, you can do it too. I'm committed to giving you all of the tools and helping you make this 2024 chapter this amazing transformation I like to think of it as like this last year maybe you were in a cocoon like you know a butterfly goes into or a, what are they called before <laughs> a caterpillar goes into a cocoon and then it's growing and everything whatever they do inside the cocoon and then in 2024 maybe you'll do a bit more growing in there and then you'll emerge as this beautiful butterfly and it won't be perfect and you're not going to be this different person but a lot will feel different that's how I would describe it I don't feel like a different person but I feel like an evolved version of myself and it's just so crazy looking back and you'll notice you get a huge sense of pride but also so much gratitude for the version of who you are right now dealing with relationship anxiety Because the future you is going to be so happy and have come so far and she'll look back and be like, wow, I'm so grateful for that past version of me for walking so that I could run and for never giving up on myself and for investing in myself and for always believing that I could be where I am today because without her, I wouldn't be here. So without further ado, we have another episode to hopefully get you one step closer to that evolved version. Today we are going to talk about how easy it is to blame your relationship anxiety on your partner but then when you take a closer look there are actually so many things happening under the surface that's causing your relationship anxiety. You can picture that iceberg uh, diagram, I can't even speak, iceberg diagram and how Maybe the tip of the iceberg right above the surface poking up is your relationship and your partner and your partner's being annoying or your partner's messing up or whatever. 
or he's not perfect or he's not what you expected him to be and you think that's why but then when you zoom out you see there's this whole giant iceberg underneath the water and it's full of different insecurities things from your past and different beliefs different thoughts so that is what we're going to be looking at today is a little bit of that iceberg under the surface because I'm so passionate about teaching you the root cause and how to heal that root cause so that we're not just always talking about the symptoms of relationship anxiety. Like I could talk to you all day long about how to stop nitpicking, how to stop criticizing, how to self-soothe in the moment, and all of those things that make us feel better. But if we don't address that root cause and what's actually happening below that iceberg, then it's kind of like playing whack-a-mole and just always dealing with the things that pop up, but not stopping the, the source of the things that are popping up. This is a good analogy. It's kind of like if you're growing a flower and weeds keep growing up all around it and your relationship is a flower, the weeds is, are the relationship anxiety, and you have two choices. You can either pull out the weeds from the roots so that they never grow again or you can keep trimming the roots once a week every single time that they grow and obviously that's going to be a lot more work. As per usual I like to set the ambiance for you and tell you where I am filming this episode. So right now of course I have my coveted heated blanket on. I'm eating my stocking. Not my actual stocking. I'm eating something from my stocking. It is a box of Reese's chocolates, which are my favorite, has white, dark, and milk chocolate. I have a candle lit beside me. I have my brand new sunset lamp, so there's like an orange glow, and we're in major Huga vibes for this episode. So wherever you are, I hope you're feeling cozy. Settle in and let's begin. So like I said, it's super easy when you're feeling anxious to look at your partner and go, he's the reason why. I'm feeling anxious. And when I look at him, or when I think about him, and I focus on him, I feel worse. It's him. I didn't have this anxiety before I was in this relationship. He must be the problem. And so that must mean that I'm with the wrong guy, or that I have to leave him, or that he's not good enough, or we're just not compatible. And I'm not saying that that's the case, or that this is the case for everybody. Like I said, not everything is relationship anxiety. So if you are concerned about that, I would recommend and going and watching episode 7 before you listen to this or listen to episode 7 before you listen to this. However, if you're in a healthy relationship and you really identify with relationship anxiety, there's a very good chance that there's a lot going on under that surface in that big iceberg that is fueling your anxiety or like we've said before, the weeds. There's a lot of weeds growing underneath. So I'm going to go over three very common ones today just to give you guys more awareness, because awareness is key. I found that when I realized my relationship anxiety wasn't about my partner, even though it might sound overwhelming to know that there's other things that you need to heal and work on, I actually found it to be a major relief, because I was like, okay, if I don't have to make up this decision that's been plaguing me, making me so anxious about if I should stay or if I should go and instead 
I get to work on something else that could take this fear away, I have more control. And I can let go of that fear for a little while of do I need to break up with him? Do I need to leave him? Do I need to find someone else? And I can focus on me. And to me, that's a very empowering shift because it's really scary to feel like you have to make a decision between two options and neither option feels good where breaking up with him doesn't feel good, doesn't feel like the right choice, but also staying doesn't feel good because you have all these thoughts and all of these fears. So letting go of that was like putting down a giant bag of rocks off of my shoulders and taking my power back. I really truly believe that we are the creators of our lives and that we manifest every single situation that we get into. I was just thinking about this today when I was on a walk. I think the reason that my life has up-leveled so quickly is I've really patterned this into my body and into my subconscious mind that everything in my life is here because I've created it through my thoughts and through my focus. And everything that's in front of me right now, my thoughts, my feelings, the people in my life, what's going on in my life, is simply a byproduct of who I was in my past, the things that I was thinking and feeling and focusing on in my past. This is just one of my past creations. Abraham Hicks says it's like focusing on the gum that has been chewed already and has lost all of its flavor. That's what it's like when you focus on the things that have already manifested instead of focusing on what am I thinking and feeling and focusing on now so that you're not recreating the things that have already been brought to life. I hope that makes sense. It's like what you focus on, you get more of. So if you're trying to change the things that you have right now, right in front of you that you can see and smell and taste and touch, you're not going to be able to change them because you're focusing on them. In contrast, you could focus on what you want and new potentials and new thoughts and new visions and you would be bringing your energy into that new experience. So just remember, whatever is in front of you right now, whatever you're feeling in your relationship, whatever you're feeling about yourself, this has been created by past you. Past you, she was just doing the best that she could with the resources that she had. She was trying to protect you. She was trying to keep you alive, keep you safe. And she didn't know that by focusing on everything that could go wrong, she was actually perpetuating the things that were going wrong. And that's okay. And you're probably going to keep doing that a little bit as you learn because it's not going to be an overnight thing where you all of a sudden just let go of your protection mechanisms and start focusing on everything that could go right 24-7. It's a process that I'm here to help you with, but I just want you to keep that in mind as we go into the new year. Kind of gone off on a little bit of a tangent off topic, but I'm trusting it because I feel like it must have been something that you needed to hear. All right, let's go into the first cause in that big iceberg under the surface that could be the reason that you're feeling relationship anxiety in a given moment. 
So the first one that super, super common, I'm pretty sure basically everybody has a degree of this, but it's the emotion from your past that has been trapped essentially in your body-mind system. So when you think about it, emotion is just energy. And one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Eckhart Tolle, calls this emotion that's stuck in your body the pain body. And it's kind of like a reservoir, you can imagine it, where back when you were younger or maybe even recently, something happened and you felt so much emotion and it was too much, too fast, too soon. And so to protect yourself, instead of keeping it there at the surface so that it could be felt, you threw it down into this reservoir so that you wouldn't have to feel it. And that worked in the, at the time and it may have been really helpful and really important for you if you had a chaotic childhood. So it's not that it's a negative thing, but now that reservoir is getting triggered by your relationship or by something that's going on in your life. So you're experiencing that emotion. It's actually emotion energy from the past that is spilling into your current relationship. And if you don't know this, then it can be super confusing when you're with your partner and all of a sudden you feel so much emotion or so much fear. Of course you're going to think to yourself, it's because I'm with the wrong person or it's because of him. If you didn't know that that is how energy and emotion works. It's also really scary when you have emotion in your body coming up and you don't know why you have it. It's easy to think like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Maybe I have, you know, some sort of mood problem or, you know, I just remember always thinking there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. Why am I feeling this way? And it was almost easier for me to blame my partner than to sit with the unknown of, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Like it's, it's scary. And so I had to really let go of the need to know exactly why I was feeling a certain way. It can be helpful if you're able to pinpoint where emotion is coming from, but it's not necessary to release it. And then the other thing that was so, so, so important that I can't stress enough is when you're feeling that emotion come up, instead of thinking, this is a major problem, there's something wrong with me, I shouldn't be feeling this way, that's the biggest mistake is when we think to ourselves, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Instead of recognizing, okay, this is emotion from my past and this is the little girl in me or a part of me that was hurt in the past or something happened and she wasn't able to process the emotion so I'm still holding on to it today and all I have to do is hold her through it. I just have to accept the emotion, be okay with it being here breathe into it, allow it, and it will pass. This too shall pass. People always say that emotion can only last in your body if you're really accepting it and feeling it for like 90 seconds or something. It's crazy. And the reason why it continues on for such long periods of time is because we resist it and we make all these stories around it like I shouldn't be feeling this way or this is unsafe or this means that there's something wrong with me. So remember, there's nothing wrong with emotion. It's just energy and you can be with it. Now, it's different for everybody. Some people are so emotionally overwhelmed because it's like 
like a kettle that's been boiling for too long and it's just overflowing and affecting their lives. And it can be a lot, so they have to start slow with allowing themselves to feel. And that's where it might be helpful to get a practitioner or somebody that can help guide you to experience that emotion in a titrated way, which means in a slow, steady way. I know that I had that um, back when I was really at my lowest point as it was so much emotion that I was feeling. And I really just had to trust that it wasn't going to last forever. And that if I allowed myself to be with the emotion that nothing bad would happen, that it wouldn't take me over and that I wouldn't be stuck with it forever. That's usually our biggest fear is if I allow myself to feel this, it's never going to go away and I'm going to be overwhelmed by it like a wave crashing over a boat. But you have to trust that there's another part of you that is stronger than this emotion and that was made to handle this emotion that can be there and not get overwhelmed. And that is the muscle that we're trying to build is that inner parent that is able to hold that younger part of you with whatever she's going through without letting it drag the inner parent down to. And that part of you exists. It exists in everybody It's just that you kind of have to train yourself to be able to experience it in times of stress. And it takes a big deal of trust too. And, you know, I'm going to have to make another podcast on this. It's going to be a main focus of the secret offer that I have coming out. But that scared part of you is going to have a very hard time getting through the emotion if it doesn't trust that other part of you to show up especially if that scared part of you has been burned in the past or has not been able to rely on anyone and learned that I can't trust other people so a lot of this work is gaining that self-trust gaining that belief that I can handle this that this part of me can hold me And that nothing bad is going to happen if I lower my guard and surrender. The second reason that we feel this relationship anxiety, the second thing that's below that surface in that iceberg is a very interesting one. And something that I see a lot with highly successful women or people who have a lot of potential, but their anxiety is holding them back. I definitely resonate with this one. And that's you learned growing up that to feel safe and to get what I want, I need to make it happen. You're a go-getter. You love to feel in control. Maybe you're more of a type A person and you become really reliant on yourself. I remember growing up, people would always say to me, and this is so annoying to think back on, but they would say, Um, are you going to marry rich one day? And I'd be like, I'm not going to marry rich. I'm going to get rich myself. Or I remember I've made a post about this. My doctor told me, you know, one day when you have a husband and you're married, maybe you can get off of medication and then you won't have anxiety anymore. Those are the kind of comments that drove me, I feel, to become so independent And I just wanted to prove everybody wrong. I wanted to prove to the world and to myself that I can do anything that I put my mind on and that I don't have to rely on anybody else but me. 
And of course, there's a good side and a bad side to that. I love that part of my personality because it's allowed me to experience some amazing things in my life because I never took no for an answer. I've traveled the world. I like, I followed my intuition and I left an amazing university to pursue my dream business, which has been amazing. I have gotten so far in so many areas of my life with this concept that I took on, but also that very same part of me that wanted to be so independent and didn't want to have to rely on other people, it is what caused my relationship anxiety. And it makes so much sense when you think about it this way because it's very difficult when your entire life you've told yourself, I'm not going to rely on anyone else. I can make myself happy. I can get what I want. I don't have to rely on a man. I don't have to rely on anybody else for my happiness. And learning to feel safe and to feel okay through that sense of being in control. But then you get into this relationship and you realize, oh no, I can't control this guy. I can't control another human being. But I have a desire for a happy, healthy, amazing relationship. And so if only I could control him or make him change or if he could be perfect, then I would feel good. Then I could check off this box of my life. Okay, perfect relationship, check. But it doesn't work that way. Something that is actually so beautiful and amazing about relationships is that they force us to surrender and trust another human being and accept another person for their imperfections and their quirks. So we see all of these women, a lot of my clients, who are so successful in other areas of their lives, in every other area, but they're like, why can't I feel good about my relationship? Why is this the one part of my life that's giving me anxiety? And it's because this is not something that you can manifest through micromanaging it or using enough self-discipline or enough perfectionism to make it perfect. In fact, it's the opposite. Where perfectionism and trying really hard and pushing maybe would help you in your career or in other areas, it damages your relationship. So then, this perfectionist, high-achieving woman sees her relationship and she's like, okay, I can't control this. I can't control that guy. I can't make him perfect. And I feel really uncomfortable with that. So I have to leave him. But she doesn't want to leave him because she feels that love in her heart. And she knows deep down that it's a healthy relationship that she wants to be in. And so that's when the relationship anxiety comes up because of that push and pull of this doesn't feel good. I can't control it. I can't trust him because I'm not used to trusting other people but I don't want to leave either. So a big part of this work, again, is learning to feel safe in surrender, in uncertainty, and learning how to feel safe with an imperfect partner. Learning how to be okay with the fact that he doesn't check every single box. I remember when I first started dating Alex, I would get freaked out every single time Not even when I first started dating him. This is like the whole way through when I had relationship anxiety. Every single thing I learned about him that I didn't love, 
I would panic, even if it was the smallest thing, because I'd be like, nope, I'm a perfectionist. I need somebody who's this exact image in my head, and if I can't control him and make him just like that, then I've got to leave because I'm so afraid of settling. And so the smallest things, like if he didn't like the same dessert as me, or if we didn't have the same music taste, or if he didn't say the perfect thing right when I wanted him to, that would set me off and freak me out. And it was a huge lesson because I had been doing that towards everybody in my life. I had not been accepting my friends fully, my family, myself, and the root cause of that really bringing us into our next thing is not fully accepting yourself and projecting that lack of acceptance and that perfectionism onto your partner. If you haven't heard of projection, it is such a giant component of relationship anxiety, so much so that in my upcoming program, I'm literally making an entire module on it. But basically, it's this idea that we are constantly projecting our own beliefs, our own insecurities, our own patterns onto other people, even if it really has nothing to do with that other person. For example, I used to get super frustrated that Alex had a lot of close friends. And it sounds terrible to admit that out loud now, but I would be sitting in the apartment with him in Germany when I was visiting him and he would be on the phone for like an hour talking to a friend. And that would really bother me and it would give me anxiety and I didn't quite know why. And so my mind would make things up like, oh, uh, he, he cares about his friends more than me. This is a bad thing. And actually, the real reason that I felt so bad about that wasn't because of Alex at all. And it wasn't because I didn't want him to have other people in his life. Of course I want that for him. But at that time in my life, I was feeling very insecure about not having a great group of friends, not having a best friend, and being in Germany and not having anyone to call. So of course when I saw him having these amazing connections and calling all these people, I felt sad. But it was more of a subconscious thing where I couldn't actually pinpoint that as the reason why I was feeling anxious, my mind just always automatically went to relationship anxiety and found a relationship anxiety reason that I wasn't feeling good in my body. I made a TikTok a while ago about how relationship anxiety is your body or your anxiety's drink of choice. So it's like whenever you're feeling anxious, even if it's about something completely not related to your partner, it will find a reason that it's upset with your partner and blame it on relationship anxiety. And that's what was happening there with that projection. The thing about projection is it doesn't just have to be with things that are different from you. Like my partner had a lot of good friends and I didn't. It can also be similarities. So another example, I remember when I felt super down about myself and I had such bad anxiety that it was hard for me to really get anything done. I felt like I wish my partner was more successful. I wish he had a safer job option or more money when actually the, th the reason that I was more upset was because I didn't feel good about my own career. 
So it was easier for me to be like, you should be further, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. I wish you had this and that. And that was along the times where I really compared myself to other people. And I watched all those TikToks of guys spoiling their girlfriends and taking them on these luxurious trips. But the bigger problem underneath that iceberg was that I didn't feel like I had anything going on for myself. I felt very scared going into a future where I didn't know how I was going to provide for myself. And I remember feeling a lot of shame around that. And then guess what, you guys? When I worked on myself and I developed this amazing level of confidence and self-love, I stopped finding things wrong with Alex. And I stopped getting triggered by the same things that used to trigger me and just getting so obsessed with all of his flaws and his faults and instead I was able to project the good things that I was feeling onto him and I actually started noticing so many more things that I love about him and really just bathing in this gratitude for little parts of his personality And the only reason that I had access to that was because I had gratitude for the little parts of my personality. When you get really into this projection thing and you really understand it, you'll start to notice that the people in your life who are truly confident, they're actually very, very rare these days. These true confident people. They are the types of people who notice the best in everybody around them. Like, I have this one friend, I'm I'm going on a trip with her in January, and she's the most confident person I've ever met in my entire life. She makes everybody around her feel so special, and it is so genuine, because she feels so good about herself, so she's able to see that in others, because that is what she's primarily focused on. And so everybody just gravitates toward her, because she's so confident. And... I even remember we went on a trip. We went to Edmonton for this spiritual retreat thing. And it was her first time in Canada. And she went up to the hotel uh, lobby people. And she's she made them feel so special. And she was so kind to them. She It was like she was best friends with them. Like she'd known them for years. And they literally went out and bought her a gift package that was like a Canadian themed gift package and with their own money and left it in her room for her. That's the mark that confident people are able to leave on other people's lives because true confidence, it isn't cocky and it isn't selfish. It actually is quite the opposite where yes, you love yourself and you feel very secure, but you see all of the amazing things in other people around you. It's this beautiful way to live. On the other hand, you'll notice that the people who are the most insecure, which, you know, everybody talks about it, but I feel like we don't always 100% believe it, but people who are the most insecure are the ones to judge other people the most. And I'll be the first to admit that when I was feeling super insecure with who I am, I found that judgment was almost like a protection mechanism for me, where... I didn't want to let anybody else in and I didn't want to feel too bad about myself. So my mind automatically looked for the worst in other people. 
because that's what I was focusing on in myself. And since I couldn't even trust myself and have to let myself in, of course I wasn't going to let a friend get too close or another person because that's vulnerable. So to keep them at arm's length, my mind would look for everything that was wrong in every situation. Like, oh, they're too loud. (laughs) Or like, oh, they're too quirky. When all of that was a projection. So we're constantly projecting how we feel about ourselves onto other people. One more form of projection that I'm going to quickly go over is when we are suppressing a part of our personality, often we reject that in other people. This is a concept called shadow work that I'm also going to be going over in my secret offer coming up. So a very good example for this one is whenever I am feeling anxious and bad about myself or when I was feeling super, super insecure about my life in general, I completely suppressed the inner child in me and the part of me that was really silly and goofy and playful. That is a huge part of me, you guys. I love to laugh. I love to have fun. I love to make jokes. But it was like for an entire couple of years, I didn't laugh very easily. I didn't sing. I didn't play. And so whenever Alex would be super goofy, which he's also very goofy, and it's actually my favorite part of him, one of my favorite parts of him now, back then, I would judge him for that. And I would hate that. I'd be like, why can't you just be serious? Why do you have to keep making a joke out of everything or being so weird? And I wasn't able to appreciate that side of him because I wasn't able to appreciate that side of myself. So I hope you're beginning to see how much deeper all of our reactions are to our partner like there's so much more under the surface and that's why I'm so excited to do this deeper work with you guys and work on the root cause because it's just so much more empowering and so much more effective than being like oh how do I stop criticizing him or having these intrusive thoughts about how silly he is or how do I stop worrying And I could teach you a whole bunch of techniques that are like a tool to lessen these things and kind of put a band-aid over it, but I'm not interested in doing that. I want to teach you that there's so much more than just putting a band-aid over something and managing it your entire life. And I know that this makes me different, but I truly don't believe that anxiety is something that you're born with, something that you're not able to heal. I just refuse to accept that I believe that we are all here and our bodies our body mind systems know exactly how to return us to equilibrium and the state of joy and love and peace that we are made for but that a lot of people hold themselves back from that by thinking oh this is just who I am or oh I was just born this way and It's easier just to accept it and live with it. Maybe that's that part of me (laughs) that I talked to you about earlier where I was like, I never take no for an answer and I I will always get what I want and fight for things. But it served me so well. And I really do truly believe that the beliefs that you choose and that you take on shape your reality. So why not just choose to believe that you're meant for more? and that you are inherently joyful, and that anxiety is not who you are. I would much rather take my chances on believing that, because our beliefs shape our reality. 
And that is all I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know we went really deep, which is fitting because we're going into the root cause. And I hope that you all take some time this week to plan out your new year, to reflect on everything that went well in 2023, everything that you would like to shift, and remember that everything that happened to you in this past year, even if it was negative, was setting you up for this next chapter. I really do think that the reason that I'm able to feel so good most of the time is because I've gone through the opposite and I have that comparison of knowing what it feels like to feel so, so bad and knowing what it feels like to be in disharmony in my relationship. And then because I know what I don't want, to such a large degree, I created these big desires and I know exactly what I do want and that served me in becoming the version of myself that I am today. So remember, there is a version of you in the future looking back and feeling so grateful for everything that you're going through right now and everything that you are fighting for. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of every single one of you for pressing play today and for being here week after week and committing to something greater for your life because so many people are just settling with whatever they're given and you are different. You are part of a greater movement. So thank you. All right. I will see you guys next year. I love you. Have a wonderful week.